Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast brought to you from a range of different locations in and around the galaxy, primarily the Midlands of England. Although not exclusive, we have just yet to travel anywhere else. Fully blaming COVID for that one. We will back to be back to normal travel arrangements very, very soon. I'm heading to Dantooine first. I'm willing to bet that Gaz is heading to the Spice Mines on Kessel. Not putting words in his mouth, but I know that's what he will be up to. Anywho, coming up today, we've got some potential casting rumours. We've got a quarry. We've got some clear rumours. We've got something iconic going into something iconic. We've got people writing Star Wars that have never seen Star Wars. Mark Hamill being a badass. And some pop funkos. I don't want to get gas too excited on that one, but they are pretty sweet. But before we get to that, I'm going to bring him on. The man that used to be myth, he's not a myth anymore, sometimes he gets spotted around the annals of Lidl, West Didsbury, in North Cheshire. Here he is, the man, Mr. Gary Ellett. You alright? I am the man. No longer a myth. myth. Yeah. Mm. Quite liked being a myth. It means I could duck in and out of, of social gatherings and parties if I didn't want to go. Yeah, that's Gaz the thing, in. isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Don't know. Does he exist? Yeah, I don't know. He might do. Bit of a myth. Bit of a myth that uh, Gaz, isn't it? Is he going to turn up? Who knows? But now that I'm a man, I have to have to go. Or just say that you're not going because you're busy. But no one wants to do this. It's awkward. It's a bit awkward, that, isn't it? What are you trying to get really out awkward. of anyway? What What are you laying the groundwork for? This is like me back in the day, like <laughs> two days before trying to get out of work because it was bank holiday Tuesday. This is me on the Friday, like, oh, feel the old sinuses. <laughs> yeah, we've all done that, and we back in the day, like, <clears throat> you might go, yeah, my throat's just starting to act up a little bit. I should be fine. I should be fine. But, you know, you know when you're starting to get a cold and you feel like, <clears throat> I feel that coming on, but, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then shoes, they're like, oh, I can't, I, there's absolutely no way I could come. There's absolutely no way. Not and it was happen. always like the um, the boss was always like, "You cannot text in, you cannot email in, you have to phone up." And you're like, "Can okay, I? Why? <laughs> I, I assume it's so that the, the 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 manager can do his GP turn and be like, "Well, you don't sound like there's anything up with you." I'm like, well, thank you, doctor, doctor <laughs> dipshit. Like, thanks for that. Like, who are you? You jerk. It's Tuesday and I got wankered last night. Of course, I'm not well. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's all too easy, though, for text and email. Like, I've done it in the past. I've been a, a naughty boy in the past where I've literally had a, a game controller in my hand, yeah, cup same. of tea, 
like playing away, a bit of Battlefront 2. And I've literally just got my phone in my other hand. Quick text, yeah, I won't be in feeling crap. See you tomorrow, bye. And then just carry yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> All been there, man. I took a day off to finish Resident, Resident Evil Code Veronica. And I was like, emailed the boss, like, not going to believe this. <laughs> and he was like, well, I don't believe that. <laughs> I got broken into last night. All I'll say is some little, there's just like child height people in little brown hooded things with glowing <laughs> orange eyes, just done away with my bloody bikes. And I've got to deal with the police. I've got to go and look for it. I'm not going to be took in. took all the droids. I think they're going to try and resell them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, mate. I think sometimes it's needed though. Like I'd hate to finish life. It's going to have a bit morbid and a bit deep, but I'd hate to finish life and not be, and you know, conversing with the other people waiting outside the pearly gates. And they're like, so do you have a good one? Uh, pretty standard, <laughs> pretty boring, pretty standard. Like you never like copped a day off. Nah. Nah. So Didn't I'm play, play by the rules. <laughs> and that's boring, dude. So I think it's needed now and then, especially if you're going to play Resident Evil or something. Like just, just yeah, get on yeah, it, yeah, just yeah. do it. And do you know what as well? Like I feel like, <clears throat> this is a complete digression, but I feel like it's just generally these days more accepted. Like imagine you and me at work. I'd just be like, oh, fucking hell, guys. Like I'm knackered, mate. I'm just going to have a couple of hours off and just chill out. And like, if anyone came to us and said that, you'd just be like, "Yeah, all right, that's fine," because you like you trust everyone. But I think it's like that corporate <laughs> bullshit where people well, are like yeah. the managers. You know what I mean? The managers like, "No, nah, you can't do that because it's not in the rule book." You know what I mean? Sword of Damocles hanging over their head. You know, coming <laughs> with their rule book. A friend of mine, actually, no, a friend of a friend of mine, started working from home, and the manager insisted that they were on whatever they use excuse me, Skype, Microsoft Teams, or whatever crap thing they'll be using, insisted that they had that on at all times so that he could go on, you know, fire up the, the team meeting, make sure they're in front of their computer and all that stuff. That's really? hardcore. Yeah, yeah, that's hardcore. That is pretty That's heavy. not hardcore. That I've got a better word for that one. Bellend. <laughs> what a bellend. Yeah, it's terrible, man. And you're right, yeah. though, yeah, because if you're listening to this, Mark and I, we do work together. And I, and I feel like this is a bit of a, a, some entrapment going on, though. I feel like I feel like I'm being set up here. I have to be careful. Because Mark's just <laughs> said... Because <I'm>, <laughs> we were chatting before we recorded, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty tired, dude. Need some time off. I know I'm going to say to him, mate, I'm going to have a kip. I'll, I'll be an hour or so, and he's going to be like, right. Where's HR. that? Uh, where's, yeah, where's that disciplinary handbook? Let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although like, it was completely unrelated, actually. I never, met, I never put two and two together that you'd said that before the call. And then suddenly we've got onto this. I literally never put two and two together. But, but now it's on record. You know what I mean? Now it's recorded for the public. Damn um, it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Although <clears throat> I did, I did like, I get into the habit a bit ago of like having a bit of a nap after lunch as well. <laughs> you it's just get the knackered dream, after lunch. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Dude, it's mint, and uh, I don't know, it's weird. Anyway, we digress. Um, we've got some Star Wars stuff coming up, believe it or not. We will get to that. We've done six minutes of work chatter, and uh, not work chatter, we've just been sorting out corporate environments for many of the other workers around us, because we can talk to people from all walks of life on their level. So that's good. <laughs> I bet um, Uncle Owen but, does that. I bet Uncle Owen like, beats oh, the yeah. crap out of Luke. Like, go and fix those freaking droids now. And he's like, yeah, I'm just finishing my lunch. no. Put the blue milk down and get over there and do it. As soon as he's out of out of range, he's uh, he's got his feet up, pillow out. Yeah, Baru, yeah. wake me when he when he's about a mile out. Wake me up and I look busy. That's Uncle Owen, isn't it? Yeah, Definitely. he's big. Yeah, he, he's he's not got the hollow net on all the time. He's not got Luke on the hollow net all the time, has he? Because he wants a nap. 
Exactly. Yeah. Screw you, Uncle Owen. Tired of this crap with you. Good God. Anyway, Star Wars. How's the week been before we get to it all? What's been going on, dude? What have you done Star Wars? Disappointed, man. Disappointed, man. Because last week we said about the Lego con that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And we had fingers crossed that we were going to get some news on the, well, the now mythical Skywalker Saga Lego video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a bean, mate. Not a bean. It literally has dropped into a black hole. Not happy about this. Not so what are you going to do about it then? Well, I should probably put some sort of very strongly worded email together. Mm, or but, a fax. Yeah. But the, the trouble with that is, where do you send it? Who, you know, does like a bulk carbon copy thing? Do I send it to the main man at TT Games, but then CC and everybody, everyone that I know well, that's involved? You're going to have to do. So it's annoying, dude. It's really annoying because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to budget for some stuff as we get closer to Christmas. Budget the old money. And then Amazon's going to be like, right, I've taken 50 quid out of your account because this has just launched or just released. So happy days. I'll be like, oh. that information would have been really useful like a few months ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not so good. a bit of a disappointing week overall for that one then, which is resulting in a letter and or a fax. Well, I'd prefer a fax. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. So all right. that's been disappointing, indeed. Um, mm. Yeah. I understand. Uh, and I've not even watched The Bad Batch. I've not even seen this week's uh, Bad Batch, dude. Same. Yeah. So it's quite one, quiet for, for old Star Wars. What about you? Um, what did I do? Uh, well, I finished the Phantom Menace book, uh, which is actually really good. It's like fascinating, isn't it, how the books are, can be a lot better. So much more side story and backstory. Mm. Um, start Attack of the Clones. Again, li- literally the same thing. Like, opens with Anakin's dream and vision of his mum being killed. And you're like, what the fuck was that not in the film? Like, that starts all this crap off. Dude, that's you know? the only book that I've got. The only novelization I've got randomly. I think I bought it at the airport one time. You read it? No. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Well, it opens pretty well. It's, um, yeah. No, it does. It's surprisingly, it's surprising how much of this side story they, they give you, which is good. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting. And uh, I finished the old Baby Yoda Lego off. That's got done. Uh, some of the figures came from last week. You can see a Jar Jar Black Series behind me on the video. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, also, I got about two-thirds of the way in to the old X-Wing Lego as you can see on the video, so which is good. Yeah, so that's mm. what you're doing. Instead of working. Instead of work. Okay, nice. So, bigger than you think as well, which is good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, all right, pretty quiet week for us both then. Um, inevitably not a quiet week for Star Wars news, so we'll dig in in just one second. But for you ever-present listener out there, do go ahead and get involved in the conversation on Twitter at sparkofrebellion.com slash Twitter. The same on Instagram, sparkrebellion.com slash Instagram. And if you want to become part of the crew, if you want to help to support the production of this fine podcast, you can also do so at sparkofrebellion.com slash Patreon from just a book per month. Now, we we have a little bit of news that's actually from April. Um, the reason I've put it in is because nothing's happened with it, because it's a rumour. And I sort of liked the idea of looking back three months later and being like, well, wait a second. That was clearly not 
something that was going to get announced. Because I think it's sometimes interesting when you see these rumours and everything's, everything's like hyped up, gets really hyperbolic and then, then nothing's happened with it. You know, it fascinates me because we like we rarely look back at these sort of things. So um, this was something that we were going to cover a while ago. And it's um, we got this covered, reported that uh, Chloe Bennett, you know, from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, which I, really, I didn't really get along with after season one, season two, but apparently it got better. I don't know. Um, so she's apparently eyed up for multiple Star Wars roles. Um now, when I when I first read this, I was like, oh, I don't really know. I mean, Chloe Bennett, she's you know, she's just one of those actresses that sort of, I don't want to sound a dick because she's a better actress than me, um, but like she's a, sort of a decent TV actress. You know what I mean? She's not. This is not. This is not like Kate Blanchett. You know what I'm saying? So all I, all it is right is that she is rumored for a couple of different roles, but the first one and the main one is Doctor Afra. So. She's not Kate Blanchett, but I'll be honest with you. When I read Dr. Afra, I was like, huh, actually, I can see that. Now, this was re- reported in April as a bit of a rumour, all right? Um, not much else has gone on. Certainly nothing's been announced. But I think Dr. Afra probably will make the jump to big screen. And I would posit that it will be in something like, which we'll cover in a bit, the Book of Boba Fett. It's, it's like the prime place to bring that character in and then flesh the backstory out. Um, so I don't know, man. Nothing's happened with this, but I thought it was interesting to revisit that rumour because nothing's happened to it. Um, so two questions. Like, number one, what do you think of Chloe Bennett as Dr. Aphra? Number two, do you think we'll see Dr. Aphra? Is that the right kind of character to bring to the to the, to the the big or the small screen for, for, for Disney? Yeah, small screen, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely Disney plus territory, isn't it? It's, uh, I wouldn't say her own show though. I think you're right. It's probably, she's going to pop up in something like the book of Boba Fett or, or something else along those lines. But Chloe yeah. Bennett, she's definitely got that look though, dude. And I had to, I had yeah. to Google who she was cause I'd forgotten what she looked like from, from agents of shield, but she's got that kind of, yeah, she does suit that. If they decide to go along the same kind of um, look and feel as they've they've given her in the comics. At least she she definitely does have that that Doctor Aphra vibe. So, but the trouble is she's not a well well known. She's not a well enough known character as it is. Let alone know enough about her that would warrant her own thing. So I think they'll build her up slowly, and if she works, then she might get something in the future. But this could be cool, though. This could be cool because. Um, yeah, because I know the whole links with Vader stuff, you know, it does open up a few doors, doesn't it? It does open up a few more avenues to link Vader and, and Anakin into a few things. So I think I'm up for this, dude. Whether it's, whether it's going to be Chloe Bennett or not, I'm not sure, but she definitely has that that look, which is cool. Yeah, I agree on, on all fronts on that. I think, you know, she's still only young. She's 29. You know, she's been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since... What, 2012, 2013? Um, you know, that's she was only 21 when she started that. So she's certainly, you know, she's had exposure to, to franchises at a pretty young age. Um, and yeah, you're right. It, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, if you said to me, what, what actress would you want to cast in a Star Wars property? I, like Chloe Bennett would never come up. But the idea that, like you said, Dr. Aphra, uh, you know, I'm actually struggling to picture anyone that could be that person better, Vis- you know, visually. Um, because it's certainly that Lara Croft, Indiana Jones, 
that sort of marauder, archaeologist, sort of bit of an adventurer, anti-hero, hero. There's a lot going on there. And it's, it's, it, it, it's I think it's less about the looks. Um, you know, you don't want that, you need that character to be a strong, decent, well-written character that's, that is the adventurer. And I think she's sort of, she's chilled enough to be um, either a supporting character elsewhere or just have a couple of side tangent stories herself. So you sort of need an actress, I think, that that is of that same level. Like you'd never be, able, you wouldn't be able to cast someone that is top tier A list in a role that wouldn't necessarily have that much time mm. because yeah, it wouldn't yeah. map, would it? You know, it's like the antithesis of casting Luke Skywalker. The character's so big that the actor can't be. You know, exactly that. Yeah, probably the only other person that might be cast because she's been she's been caught up in rumors about being in star wars as well it's probably millie bobby brown oh yeah yeah yeah, all right yeah that's another one that could work she could be quite cool she's got that look as well yeah she's a bit younger that's like how she is yeah she's only 17 man which is really young um hang about i've just googled this millie bobby brown is going out with john bon jovi's son is he called John Bon Jovi Jr.? Just get all J-B-J-J. the J's in there. Yeah. He's uh, called Jake Bon Jovi. Uh, and, uh, I mean, by the looks of it, you know, it looks like they might be getting, uh, they're certainly getting serious. They're certainly halfway there. They're not living the dream, are they? They're living... On... A prayer. A, on a sailboat. On a sailboat. On a canal. So, there's a lot of stuff that you could do with this. As you know in what I mean? ridicule them with memes. Oh, dude, it's yeah. non-stop. It is non-stop. Like, there's so much you could do with this. And they're all Jovi songs, clearly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I was him, she's like, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to come around? Yeah. Are you not tired? Nah, sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's non-stop. Yeah. It is non-stop, yeah. She's like, I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Well, you can't do that. You can't give love a bad name in this house, love. <laughs> We've had that. Bit of cowpole in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah that with my dad. <laughs> Bit of cowpole in the fridge. Out of date. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's like bad medicine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right, son. It's tough, isn't it, in a breakup? Yeah, man. Shot through the heart. Straight. Uh, yeah, and you're, you're to blame, you dick. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dad. Bellend. <laughs> it's all right, son. It'll get better. Just keep the faith. <laughs> How the fuck are we oh, spiraling to this? I don't know. Man. Um. Anyway, yeah. uh, eleven, <laughs> uh, eleven, and JBJ's son uh, are now dating. You know what? Screw this. This is what the podcast is about today. It's uh, it's not a Star Wars podcast anymore. It's about how many Bon Jovi lyrics we can get into this episode. Um, sure. Yeah. Blame it on the love of rock and roll, kids. That's what got us here. So let's do this. Um, Millie Bobby Brown could be a good shout, but she seems like she might be um, a little young for it. But I know what you're saying. She has got that kind of feel, that very natural. She's not, she's like a naturally like pretty kind of person. She's not, she's not one of those people that's like um, overly done up, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a real like, simplistic and reductive way of looking at it. But you know what I'm saying with that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, they'd probably advise her to do it as well, the, her manager or agent, whatever. Be like, yeah, dude, like Daisy Ridley's done all right out of Star Wars. So if they offer it to you, then, then, then do it. And she'll be like, well, it's my life. But, you know, I'll, I'll crack on. But yeah, yeah she should like do if, it. if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? It's now or never. It is now or never. And you will always be remembered as being in Star Wars. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one. Right. So Chloe Bennett might end up in Star Wars is the bottom line with yeah, after, that one. After all that, Chloe Bennett might be in Star Wars. Yeah, that story did turn into a bit of a runaway. Um. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, right, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I digress. We digress. Um, right. Bit of news. Matlock. We've all been there, haven't we? Matlock, Bath, Bath. Uh, no, it's not. It's Matlock in Derbyshire. Um, Star Wars has taken over. Now... This is a bit of a weird story. It's not a weird story. It's just one of those other stories that, you know, like they're about Star Wars. Um, and it's 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 a bit like the last one that we've had in like Shropshire and like, you know, down south, down south or up to you up north. You know, the uh, all, all the filming locations for these new things. However, there is a little bit of a tidbit that I want to focus on in this one, right? So basically, Derbyshire, Matlock, there's a quarry. It's got very dangerous water in it. People swim in it. They've dyed it black to stop people swimming in it because clearly you can't swim in black water. And so it's put people off, but it looks quite cool. So Star Wars has chosen to film there. We don't know what series it's from. There's a green screen. People in Derbyshire can't get into this quarry. All right, that's it. Pretty cool. Nice little quarry. Um, And it's near Matlock, which is a really busy place anyway. Like it's a really popular destination for tourists and stuff. Fine, that's the story, okay? But... There's something in this article, and it's from the mail that got me thinking, right? So here's the thing. Here's what it says, okay? It's unclear which Star Wars series was being filmed on the set as both the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and Andor, colon, the Death Star, are currently filming. Now, you've just frowned. All right? Same sort of thing. Same problem as me. I've never heard it called that before, Andor, the Death Star. And that, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is that? Is that is that a mistake? And I'm all for changing names. You should never say goodbye to a good name. But, dude, I've never heard this one before. Because mm. that's very on the nose. Yeah. Like, there's no confusing, like, and or, and something about, you know, a rocky, sandy planet. Because we had that when The Force Awakens came out, when the trailer dropped. Everybody mm. assumed that was Tatooine. Mm. Rightly so, you would do, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit ambiguous. Uh, but, yeah, like the Death Star. That's like real... You can't mistake that for anything else, obviously. Mm. Yeah, it's not ambiguous. There's nothing there that's like, oh, look, you know, there's metal. Like all the other stuff that we've seen from Andor and Obi-Wan, none of it's been metal i mean that'll be filmed on the, the indoor stages anyway it'll all be cg you know so what i mean i don't know if it's related or whether it's just i don't know i don't know man it's weird I don't know. It? yeah i would assume this is the obi-wan show <laughs> that sounds like a, a comedy show doesn't it? the obi-wan show imagine sort of family guy music with that it's the obi-wan <laughs> show it's friday it's the obi-wan <laughs> welcome show. to the obi-wan show here's your host 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. Exactly that. that. Yeah. Hello there. Hello there. But yeah, this is uh, this is weird, dude. But it is cool because, uh, like we mentioned in the last two, maybe three weeks, when we've done the whole location thing, it's just really cool to see them out and about doing their thing. Because of the pandemic and lockdown, it's just put a stopper on so many things. Because it kind of put a bit of a roadblock in the momentum after they announced the big slew mm. of shows. I know we've had one or two cancelled now. Or one of them's definitely cancelled and one of them's not looking too good. But when you see that big wall of logos and you get hyped up, it's like, yeah, we've got all this really cool Star Wars coming. And then the pandemic hits and then it's just, mm, what's happening with this lot? Nobody knows. It's all stopped. So it's really cool that their you know, production is in full swing by the look of it. And I love seeing green screens and stuff out on location. It just looks badass. Like it does, doesn't it? it? Gives you a bit of faith that it's quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this quarry looks badass as well, dude. Like the aerial shots that they've put in this post, it looks really cool. Like if you were to, you could almost imagine this being, um, if you weren't doing the the camera work up high, because on the top, once you come out of the quarry, it's just basically countryside. But if you had mm. cameras down in the quarry. It looks like like the stonework and all the granite and stuff looks awesome. It almost looks like an area within the island that um, Obi Wan was on. Was it Actu? Actu. Actu. Yeah. Actu. 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 Almost looks like that. So it's got that kind of cool vibe to it, man. But yeah, looks good. The the black water will add a naturally awesome effect to the otherworldly feel to it as well. Not you don't often see water that's been dyed black so that's cool as well yeah it's sort of a weird one isn't it because it's um yeah it, it is i mean the, yeah the the, the the filming is is cool like you said and i love the point about the green screen being in like a real location it's not just that big i don't know what they call that bloody screen anymore because it's changed name like 10 times but um yeah <laughs> you're right it's nice to see that happening um and we're assuming it's, like you said, we're assuming it's for one of those shows anyway. It might not. It might be something completely different that we don't know about. It's not, I mean, we've not heard a damn thing about the Book of Boba Fett, and apparently that's wrapped. Um, you know, there's been nothing leaked. We don't know anything about that. Uh, there's, there's always reshoots that are going on. We know what that's like through, across the border. Um, but, it, do, it, I mean, this has sort of got the feel of like a rebel base sort of area, hasn't it? It's got that kind of, like you said, it's got that sort of rocky outcrops. It's got that, it's got a bit of actor to it. Like, you never... You never see the bad guys on those kind of planets. You know, this is always, it's all very much like Yavin 4 style mm. um, uh, greenery, you know? Yavin 4. Sure. Yavin? Yavin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my friend Vin. Yeah, Yavin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're on our holidays um, to Yavin. Yavin 3? No, 4. We don't go to 3 anymore. Yavin 4. Yavin 4? Is this chap a rebel? Yes, the Empire. They're looking for him. He's wanted dead or alive. And moving on. Ding. Booyakasha. Um, I'm going to try and get a lot more in. Um, it's hard It's hard though with Bon Jovi. With, with Bon Jovi. Because I think he's done like about 650 songs. Easy. But we only know about 10 of them. <laughs> Not true. I'm the world's biggest Bon Jovi fan. Uh, well, I know roughly 10, maybe 15 Jovi songs. And that's you a lot. Uh, but I'm, but I, I know because of the amount of albums that have been out over the past, what, nine decades, mm. <laughs> it feels mm. like. Um, there must be just 
hundreds of songs, but and they're all a bit. I don't want to speak ill, you know, of the Jove, but they're all a little bit wishy washy. It's all about yeah, she's dumped you and blah blah blah. You know, I don't know. Trouble and strife with the old trouble and strife. Listen, mate, that's how it goes. Um, they're very so, much of the time. Um, yeah, trouble and, uh, and strife with the old bag for life. The you old bag be. for life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these days, we just need to make sure that you know that if you need any help with more Bon Jovi songs, I'll be there for you. Is that one? <clears throat> no. Right. So, the book of Boba Fett. Um, apparently, this is wrapped filming, you know, dude. Apparently and uh, so. we got, yeah, we got this covered. Um, has uh, now I don't know, mate, about this. Right, so <laughs> we got this covered. Have got this covered, right? And I don't know. I feel like I just need to read this. Okay, <laughs> all it is. Three major TV, uh, th- three major Star Wars characters rumored to be in the book of Boba Fett. All right, so I'm going to read these two paragraphs of a bit. Right here we go. Of course, the lack of concrete information hasn't done anything to dampen speculation. In the last couple of weeks, we've heard that Mando, Cobb Vanth, played by Timothy Oliphant, and Carl Weathers, Grief Carga, Wob Fever, are named as potential candidates to cameo. So let's just break that bit down for one little second. The word potential, the word candidate and the word cameo. Like, it couldn't be fluffier, right? And then, as per the rumour, aka this is made up, we'll be getting, you're ready for this, Luke Skywalker and his new buddy Grogu, as well as Grand Admiral Thrawn. Tough. Tough to read. Because... In it? Yeah, tough to read, because having those two characters in it would be probably one of the one of the most amazing things to watch in recent years in Star Wars gutting because it's probably not true in fact it's mm-hmm. you know it's 99 point something percent untrue and that's a which, shame which one is which one is the most like untrue from your perspective and why like what's your what's the logic because i i think we're thinking the same thing here i think uh the luke and thrawn thing is the most unreasonable because Carl Weathers is probably under contract still. So he's got to come back for something. What favour? All it is. You know what? <laughs> we want you. <laughs> you, know, all that, you know all that stuff? He's probably got that going on with Favreau. Favreau's like, look, drop the hard man shit, yeah? You've basically got a bus pass now. So drop the hard man <laughs> act. You're coming back. Shut up. And he's so, like, you know, you know what, John? You fight great. But I'm a great fighter. I'm and Favreau's like, as it, as it happens, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to mess with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think those guys like uh, uh, Cobb Vanth and, and, and Grief and stuff, I think they're just pretty much a given anyway, dude. I don't think you have to. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I think the Luke, I think Thrawn is a no-no because I think they're saving that for a bigger opportunity for me. I think Thrawn and Ezra, I think they're going to be part of a larger bigger storyline probably with ahsoka as well but luke is also a no-no for me because it's gonna be bloody expensive to do unless they find an actor mm. and i know that what's his name uh stan what's his name mm. sebastian stan sebastian stan i know he's always i'm in an r in and he's always said maybe depends on the benjamins and all that i just think it's going to be too pricey to have him come back 
and keep doing the, you know, the deep fake facial effects and stuff and and all that. So it's just too much of a faff, dude. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. And do you not? <clears throat> well, there's two trains of thought on this one, right? Train thought number one is that yeah, of course it's too expensive. <laughs> And the pleasant surprise around him showing up at the end of Mando season two, you sort of didn't mind it just being a little bit of CGI because you'd had all the other mint stuff. For him to continue to be shrouded under a veil, you sort of get a bit miffed about now all that kind of, you know, I, I watched that scene the other day again with my, with my dad and my uncle and I was like, fuck, that is, that is still like the most badass thing. So you don't lose the shine of it. But if you saw him in something else, you'd be like, ah, oh, come on. Like, you know, we, we didn't get much Luke in the sequel trilogy. We got this tease of the badassery. Like, we need more of Luke, actually Luke, not just like this. We can clearly tell that's a different actor. You know, we, we sort of, we've, we, we've sort of drunk from that well enough now that we want the real thing. You know, we want a person to be there doing it. Um, so that's like on one hand. On the other hand, mm, you know, if you, if you are Disney and you're Disney and, you know, that's a very specific approach to things being Disney and you are trying to do a little bit more with Luke Skywalker and you are trying to keep people a little bit on the edge of the seat because of Mandalorian season three and you've suddenly you know for some freaking reason you've not done it you've done Book of Boba Fett um do you do you bring in the big gun for just one cameo again like they did with Ahsoka and just sort of get the audience used to that person being in the psyche a little bit more do you know what I mean? So I can see both sides of it, but I, I totally hear you on the expense of it. Um, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because their budgets for these things are huge anyway. You know? And if it's a long-term thing with Sebastian Stan, I mean, I'm not saying it would be Sebastian Stan, but he seems the most likely candidate because he's got, it's like Chloe Bennett, you know, he's got a Marvel contract. Um, I don't know, man. It's sort of a, I can see both sides of the argument on that one. Um, but then you don't want Luke fatigue. You don't want it to be just him turning up for the sake of it, do you? And like, oh, can I, here we go. Because you know? what, what's the thing that we've hated about Luke for the last few years? We've not had enough of him. So when we start getting teased with it, it's like, yeah, but he's never quite doing the thing. That's why it was so good in Mando, because you're like, holy shit, it's finally the badass. You know? Yeah, and that's what I think. I think that's what I was getting at. It's, we saw him be the Jedi that we've wanted to see. We haven't seen... Um you know, farm boy, whingy Luke for ages. That part of that character is all done. And then we fast forward in time and we saw old Luke and not, you know, it didn't really go down too well. So the, the Luke that we saw in Mando, that kind of in-between a midlife Luke where he's absolutely badass. That's what we all want to see now because the cat's out the bag, you know, you can't put the cat mm-hmm. back in the bag. So they can't just now have like... <laughs> If they were to bring him back, just even just as a cameo, they couldn't have him just in a in a cloak sat around a fire, cooking some beans, you know, meditating and doing some shit. It's like we have to see him now. Do you know what I mean? The bar's been raised, so if they, if they do bring him back for the Boba Fett series, he's going to have to kick some ass at some point. But that's going to involve another, yeah. you know, another whole bunch of. But then I don't know. Maybe if maybe if they've got the commitment in the character, then they'll put the money behind it to do the decent CG still and and all that jazz, you know. Well, do you, do you think it's it's one of those difficult scenarios in which, like you said, I think you've nailed it. You know, the cat is out of the bag, and 
you can't give someone such a big thing and then not give them it again. You, you're totally right with that. And so that then sort of leads me to that other thought process of, well, wait a sec, maybe there is something in this because how can you give us how can you give us that era? And especially when Boba Fett was was killed by, you know, Luke theoretically. It wasn't Luke, it was Hans Blaster, wasn't it? But, you know, that, that whole, that fight over the Sarlacc pit. There's probably, like, Boba's probably a bit pissed with that. <laughs> you know, and and it's come out in the meantime that Vader was his dad, and you know he, blah. so there's a lot going on there. You can sort of see the tenuous links that they could start to thread through this, um, but then it raises other questions, man. Which is, you know, if Thrawn makes an appearance and Luke's around, you know, inevitably Luke and Ahsoka have got to theoretically cross. They they can't be sort of two big players in the Star Wars universe at that point in the storyline and, and, and the timeline and then not cross paths. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I think if Disney have got commitment in the character, they also need to have an end game in mind, I suppose. Because regardless of if Mark Hamill's around to do anything, you know, in, in the maybe in the years leading up to when we saw him at the end of The Force Awakens. Maybe they're going to do stuff with that. If this Disney Plus stuff leads into that, then they're going to have to put their foot down a little bit for that because, bless him, old Hamill, like all of us, doesn't get any younger. But in the meantime, um, the the whole story that's been cooked up in and around um, the main saga storyline while Boba Fett's been out of the game... um, like you said, they're going to have to cross paths at some point and, and or, not and or, and or with other characters <laughs> like they're mentioning with Thrawn and stuff like that. So I totally see it, man. It's a, it's a real difficult one. And if you were working at Disney and you're part of the story group and stuff, you'd be like, right, we're going to need some coffee for this one. We're going to need some post-it notes and some coffee. Go do it. George, nip down to Starbucks and get that. And then we're on it. But it'd probably take him days to figure that all out, man. Days and days, weeks. Wouldn't that be a really freaking good job? Wouldn't you just love to be involved in doing that stuff, though? Yeah, you can imagine, like, three or four days in, the room absolutely stinks, and they're all sort of leaning back in their chair, like, okay, let's go through this one more time. Luke is sat on Saturday, and everyone's like, no, 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 and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, he just throws his pen down and walks out, I'm done, I'm done. Get him to burn the Jedi text then, you piece of shit, Dave. I'm tired of this crap, man. I didn't sign on for this stuff. And all Carl Carl Weathers is just in the corner like, what fever? fever. Oh, man. Hey, look, we'll see about Luke and we'll see about Grand Admiral Thrawn. But I think it's, you know, it's inevitable that some cameos of people that we haven't seen yet on Disney Plus will pop up in the Book of Boba Fett. That's 99% certain. Whether it's these, we don't know. So we'll play that by ear. Um, but talking to Luke Skywalker, um, very quickly, Mark Hamill continues to prove that he is one of the finest pop culture heroes working and living today. He's been on Twitter. He's never never off that thing. Um, and he, uh, he, he chimed in. It was Father's Day a couple of weeks ago, and he chimed in with... Um, there was a dad pretending to have Jedi powers. His kid was dressed up as Boba, and uh, just this—you know—the you know the sitch. You see these things all the time. This really cute thing, you know. Star Wars inevitably evokes, um, you know, the, the the parents evoking their nostalgia and in, it just 
popping that onto the kids, dressing them up, having a great time, just showing what it's like to build that bond. And Mark Hamill's got involved, uh, just waded in and said, like, this is brilliant. Uh, this is the way to raise a kid. Um, love the dad pretending to have the Jedi powers. And got to admit, I still do that with the old automatic doors from, from time to time. And, you know, I just thought this tweet was badass because I'm like, fuck, that's exactly what I do. You, you walk up to Tesco, you're like, right, 42 bottles of Bud, two frozen kebabs and some Golden Grahams. Let's get it. Walk in, <laughs> Jedi mind trick powers, open the doors, you know, force open the doors every time, mate. So even Mark Hamill does this, dude. Just a cute little thing to see on Twitter. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, I still do this with lifts when I'm in hotels. <laughs> And my wife's always like, you're such a dick. Just get in the lift. You're like, screw you, Dave. Let him burn the Jedi text then. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And when we're in the lift, I was like, I thought the way you just spoke to me then was appalling. But I'm not going to do anything about that because you're my wife and I love you. But just know that I can and use And I'm not the saying thoughts. this. Yeah. <laughs> I am just thinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there was another tweet that um, over on the Marvel side, somebody involved in Marvel did it where there was a a dad and his little kid was dressed up as Spider-Man. His, his son was only about three, I think. And he held his son up to the ceiling and his son <laughs> was like moving around and he was like, Ch -ch -ch -ch. so things like this are just so it's that feel good, um, bit of release from the, the toxic bloody whirlpool that is Star Wars fandom and Marvel fandom at times. It's just that lovely little bit of a bit of a human side, you know, to people. It's not all about, marketing a film it's not all about arguing over who shot first and all that jazz it's just these badass little thing and it, of course it came from mark hamill he's such a dude of course you know it would only be him that would tweet and get behind this stuff so i love this man really cool little 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 nugget of 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 goodness he really is the voice of reason in Star Wars, isn't he? He really is. Um, now we've got another couple of stories before we wrap up. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm conscious of time, so I'm gonna nudge on the High Republic one to next week. So I think that warrants a little bit of a chat, um, a little bit more of a deep dive on that one. But we've got a couple of stories that are interesting to wrap up. One toy story that I know you'll be interested in. The other one is um, the Smithsonian Museum has got a permanent loan um, to exhibit one of the Rise of Skywalker X-Wings. It's it's, more, it's a genuine, you know, quote-unquote, life-size model. Um, and it just, it, I mean, it looks fantastic. It's, it's, it is actually a prop from the Rise of Skywalker, full-size um, full X-Wing, all right? And this is, I forgot which one it is, it's the T-70. Um, apparently the one that's, that Luke f uh, flew in the original trilogy and the one on Acto is a, a T-65, which has got slightly different engines. I didn't know that. Um, so this is a T-70 from The Rise of Skywalker. But I thought this was cute and, and, and cool on two counts, man. Number one, like, just these actual props still exist. You know, we saw it on, uh, oh, I forget what the planet was. It was parked up behind um, Dominic, what's his name? Dominic Bornahan. It was parked up <laughs> behind him on uh, Rise of Skywalker. And that this is in the Smithsonian. So, like, I, I, I love that the thing that we really enjoy in Star Wars, and obviously other properties, Supermans and Batmans and all that sort of good stuff, they're now becoming uh, important points of pop culture and history to the point where, you know, the Smithsonian is getting involved. You know, I thought that was really nice. Um, so just a nice thing. You know, Smithsonian something somewhere that, that, that fascinates me. I've, um, it's, one of, it's one of the places on the bucket list, and I think just, just to have an X-Wing in there is, is pretty badass, man. So, yeah, not much to this one. It's just a really cool thing, dude. It's very cool. Yeah, I love this. And I'm kind of gutted in a way because 
uh, me and my family, we're going to be in New York for Christmas and uh, we're going to the Smithsonian um, mm. uh, uh, Museum of Natural History. So when I first read this and I just saw Smithsonian, I was like, oh, is that the New York one? Is that the one? I might be able to see it, but alas, it's the, um, oh, fucking hell. Alas. But yeah, it's the, alas, um, it's the, the, the Washington DC one, which is all very cool, but very cool thing, dude. Nice for mm. popping this in there. I'd love to see this in the flesh, so to speak. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Same. Natural History Museum, man. Have you been before? You're going to love it if you've not. No, no. We were going to go last year, but, uh, sorry, when we were pre-pandemic the last time we went, but didn't get around to it. But this year, it's definitely on the list. I am missing New York so much, dude. You know, it's the first time since 2015 I've not been. Okay, yeah, 20, 2017 for us. Yeah. <sighs> Actually, no, 2018, 2018. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. What's even worse is you're going for Christmas. Sam's going two weeks before you. I think I might just take Kieran, just me and Kieran, just go. We'll find a podcasting event and just go. Just and just have it, two man. weeks there. Yep. Get drunk. Yep. Mm. Speaking of getting drunk, <laughs> uh, we always buy stuff when we're drunk. I do. Um, and I know you're, you know, you're not immune to it either, guys. And, uh, you know, Mr. Pop Funko over here, or as I call him, not to his face, I'm scared of him. Uh, Mr. Funko Pop is more than likely ready to buy some of these Ralph McQuarrie original concept Pop Funkos. Uh, Stormtrooper, Snowtrooper, and the pre-Harrison Ford exceptionally Flash Gordon-esque looking Han Solo, you know, from the old concept art. Um, So Pop Funko, all it is, they've brought these out. They look pretty badass. Um, they are really nice, actually. They're, they're, they're sort of the ones, you know, like you've got that Vader one behind you. They're sort of the ones where, you know, if you weren't really a fan, you'd be like, sort of like that, but don't really know what it is. Whereas <laughs> if you're a fan, you know, it's like if I came around your house, I'd be like, is that the thing? You'd be like, yeah, that's the thing. Whereas, you know, Cave comes around, he's like, yeah, cool pop Funko of your dad. Well, that's not my dad, mate. That's the Han Solo concept. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's... Um, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? So I, I quite like these, man. I'm not a huge Funko guy. I, 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 I used to have a lot of them and sort of got a bit fatigued with them, but I really like these ones. I think they're really, really smart for the, the, the discerning um, Star Wars geek like you and I. So, yeah. What are your thoughts, dude? Are you picking a couple of more of these up or are you, uh, are you all set with them? Yeah, I might do. I mean, I'm exactly the same as you. I, I used to have quite a few of them, but then they just became... I, I used to love Funko Pops years and years ago when they first came out and they were quite exclusive and quite collectible. They were cool then, but as we know these days, they're just bloody everywhere. You can't go anywhere without seeing Funko Pop. So I'm a little bit fatigued with them as well, but I must admit I've got a soft spot for the Ralph McQuarrie stuff. So mm. I might not pick up both of these. Um, well, I, I might get the Han Solo, but in terms of the Stormtroopers, they've got um, they've got a Snowtrooper and they've got two versions of the standard Stormtrooper. One's got a shield weirdly and i remember i think i remember seeing the one with the shield in the ralph mccrory book that i've got and they never went with it in the end but so i'll probably get one of those and then the han solo uh yeah, yeah. but i don't want to get too much i don't get bogged down with funko pops dude they just become annoying after a while so oh yeah you got loads of funkos as well yeah 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 yeah, they sort of became. They were cool when they first came out, but they sort of, you like you know they started making pop funkos of everything, didn't they? And it got a bit like, oh, you know, they weren't really collectible as such. They were just around, you know. Um, so I do I understand that, man. Because I was I was very similar. Um, 
But I, do, I, I like these not for the fact that they're Pop Funko, but because they are that Ralph McQuarrie, very specialised sort of um, situation, you know, the, the ones that you would only know if you knew. So I, I, that's sort of the bit of these that I really like. That's why I, I always like the... Um, like with the DC stuff, like you know, give me a give me a a, a poster or a, a figure of Kyle Rayner versus Hal Jordan because he's the late is the less common one. Um, so I'm I'm always that kind of guy when it comes to these anyway. So I do get that. Um, I do get that completely. But yeah, well, let me know if you pick some of these up. Did you get your Funko Pop subscription reactivated, or did they just completely fuck you over with that? Again? Yeah, I did not get that reactivated. That's cool though. You know, for the reasons that we've just said. I think if I left it on subscription, and because I had it on just the base one where they, I had the, the Star Wars one where they send mm-hmm. you a Star Wars figure a month, which is crazy. I think you can go up and pay like £100 a month. Wow. Which is nuts. I think you can have like a whole batch of them sent every month or something like that. But I was like, no, no, no. But uh, but for the reasons we just spoke about, after a year of doing that, I would have a shelf full of Funko Pops that would just either go on eBay <laughs> or yeah. down to a charity shop or something like that. So... I was happy to not have it reactivated. I kind of came to my senses. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough, dude. That's fair enough. Well, let me know if you get some of those. Let us know. Get some pictures on the old gram. Stick a pin in it, dude. That's been a good chimwag. A little bit of news, a little bit of rumours. Uh, we'll see what happens with the old Andor stuff. I'm, I'm very curious about that title, Andor the Death Star. We'll see if that does indeed come to fruition. And let us know what you think. You know, Are you looking forward to seeing Andor? Do you think it'll be called Andor the Death Star? And, of course, do you think we're going to see Luke Skywalker, Grogu, and or Admiral Thorne? Thrawn even, in the Book of Boba Fett. Let us know on Twitter at sparkofrebellion.com slash Twitter. And until next time, it's always fun. It's always uh, always a good time. Always enjoy doing this sort of stuff. Next week, we'll probably dig into a bit of High Republic writing for TV and, of course, recap some of the news from across the interwebs this week in the world of Star Wars. But always a pleasure. Gaz, always good to chat, my man. Always good, dude. It's always good to have another week to chat nonsense and Star Wars in the same podcast. So that's all good. Uh, thank you very much, our awesome listener, for coming back for another week and listening to us. It's all good. We will see you next time. Until then, take care of yourselves, stay safe and healthy, and may the Force be with you always.